This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. Looking back over the last 28 months, it's really been a runaway freight train, not just in my evolution uh, in awakening, but also in the brand growth journey that I've been on in pushing forward in creation. So in this lesson, I'm going to be sharing with you guys what I've learned, the goods, the bads, the mistakes, uh, the successes, and I'm going to give you seven ways to make your brand pop. And uh, these are all seven ways that uh, that I really try to use on a weekly basis in order to spur brand growth at a really, really high level and very, very uh, quickly. So the first thing that I just want to share is that it's really an evolution. To expect that you're going to go from zero to 100,000 followers in three months is not realistic. It's just not. It's it, This is a huge energy project that's going to take time. If you really want to build and gain clout and garner influence in your space, it is just going to take time. Therefore, it is a commitment. Content marketing typically takes anywhere between 12 to 16 months before it really kicks in and starts to work, so to speak. Um, now, when I say work, what I mean is that after spending about a year posting quality, consistent content, that's when you can expect to monetize. That's when you can expect to be found in search or recommendations and to be featured in the discover sections on the various social media and search platforms. So you've really got to prove to the algorithms and you've got to prove to the social machines that you are a value producing asset and that the content that you're putting out deserves to be found and deserves to be seen by the world, okay? It's at that point that you'll start to get what I call automatic autopilot follower flow. That's where you're going to sleep and you're waking up in the morning and you're getting anywhere from 20 to 40 new followers overnight just by virtue of posting quality content, getting shares and being discovered in those recommendation portions of the social platforms. All right. This is the point you're going to really start to garner what is called brand recognition. And it's at this point that you're going to start to really expedite your brand growth. But again, we've got to be patient. We've got to be willing to put in that work for at the minimum, you know, six, six to 12 months really is. It's just how long it really takes for a dedicated content first approach to kick in and to work. Now, if you use a business profile on Instagram, you will see that on each post, it allows you to view the insights or the data for how that post has performed. In that, when you click, when you tap that on your post, you will see four main metrics that Instagram shows you. This isn't arbitrary. The reason that they're showing you these four metrics, which are likes, comments, sends and saves is because this is what they want to see. This is how the Instagram algorithm determines which content it wants to promote to other people, like-minded people, followers and non-followers is it looks at how many likes are you getting? How many people are engaging and commenting on your posts? How many people are taking time to send that post to their friends and how many people are saving that? Okay. And so the goal is to get up into the thousands of likes is to get into hundreds of comments. This is per post now is to get into the hundreds of sends and then if you're over a thousand saves you're doing something right so if you can get a thousand people to save any given single post that's when you're really hitting gold and you know you're onto something so with that being said as a foundation i'm going to jump into the seven ways here to skyrocket your brand number one is going to be all around a consistent posting schedule all right now consistency is going to do several things for you now consistency will establish your commitment to creating 
there's another there's there's so many accounts out there the the social media platforms are saturated with content promoters but not everybody commits to consistent posting if you make one post and then you're waiting another three months before you drop more knowledge you know that that's not productive for for you or for your followers that's not how you gain uh, that's not how you gain credibility in the space. You need to be showing up on a, a consistent basis and you need to develop that posting cadence in a way that you're holding yourself accountable for showing up for your followers or your subscribers who depend on you to be there in that way. A simple social media content calendar is a great way to get started and do that, all right? Until you make your brand and content creation essentially your life, you need a way to hold yourself accountable. A content creation calendar is an amazing way to do that, all right? Another thing that consistency does is it implies overflowing value, right? The implication when you post every other day and when your followers can come to expect that from you is that there, there's always going to be more to come, right? You're, you're always going to have something new to drop and that's what people want to see. That's what establishes credibility and that's how you go from 100 followers to 1,000 followers. It's, it's strictly based on consistency, okay? You, it also helps the expectation set with your audience. Again, people know when you're going to show up, how often you're going to be making posts and they know uh they know what kind of energy they're going to get from you per week and per month because you've been there you've done that and you've proven to them that you're going to show up that way now you don't want to overproduce content either it may well be enough to to commit to two posts per week you do not need to be posting every single day for your personal account for your business account for your brand whatever the case is you know posting is an addiction content creation is an addiction we talked about that in an earlier lesson, right? The, the question to ask yourself is not, am I posting enough content? Am I posting at enough in enough quantity? That's the wrong question to ask. The right question to ask is, who would miss my content if I suddenly stopped posting? That's a whole different perspective and paradigm through which you can look at your content. Who would reach out to me and ask, where is it? Where's that content? I miss it. Why aren't you posting? That's your new barometer for quantity and quality of content promotion. Inconsistent or haphazard publishing implies disorganization, a lackadaisical get to it when I get to it attitude, and it will result in an uncertain feeling in your audience's mind. We want to instill certainty, trust, faith, goodwill, and love in our audience's mind, right? When we post once every two, three months, or just sporadically, if you're making three posts in three days, but then you don't show up again for another six months, People are going to wonder what's going on, right? That's a, that's a really big key. All right, there's also SEO benefits to consistent posting because you're telling the algorithm, hey, I post these days, guaranteed, expect me. And that helps to set up, you know, that expectation within the algorithms and within your audience. And that leads me into point number two, which is all around social media, leveraging the alt text, the meta descriptions, uh, and getting other accounts to to connect with you, link to you, and feature you in their content, guys. So there are a couple trends right now in the SEO market, which is, or the SEO uh, space. It's always changing. Google's always changing its algorithm. Instagram's always changing its algorithm. Uh, what's up, Rodrigo? It's great to see you, man. Um, these algorithms are always changing. Social media is always changing. So that's what the coders and programmers are doing each day when they go to work at the Googles and the Instagrams of the world. They're tapping in to the behavior online in the digital sphere of people to understand how they're consuming content and what they want. They're tapping into chatter. They're tapping into hashtags. They're tapping into how people are consuming the content and they're changing them up. So right now, trends in the SEO space, the way to sort of hack the SEO uh, search engine optimization 
the search engines and algorithms is to use question answering content and to create immersive media experiences as well as voice search and catering to voice searchers. So what do I mean by that? Question answering content is self-explanatory. It's being able to create content that speaks to users' questions. What are people searching for and how can you show up and answer that on Instagram, on YouTube, in your podcast, on your blog in a way that is going to uh, populate within the search engines when people search for those questions. Now, let's jump over to my online browser here. You guys on Instagram, you will not be able to see this. Apologies. So what you guys are looking at here, right, is a quick Google search for a keyword. Actually, let's change this to what is or what does it take to achieve financial freedom? All right. This is called a long tail keyword phrase. Long tail keyword phrases are phrases beyond two to three words. All right. If I were to just search financial freedom, that would be a short term keyword. You would get a similar list of uh, Google would populate your results similarly, but longer term key phrases indicate specificity and that people are looking for a very special kind of a result in the search engines when they search. So when I search, what does it take to achieve financial freedom? You're going to get the ads at the top of the page, and then you're going to get what we should all be shooting for right here, right underneath the ads, which is called the Google answer box. Okay. This is the first thing that catches your eye when you're searching through the results, right? It is a paragraph that is embedded within the, the search page results that actually answers your question based on what's most popular and what's getting most hits on the internet for that given long-term keyword phrase. For most people, financial freedom means eliminating debt. Okay. And there's more information here. You see the link that this uh, answer box has come from and the brand, the individual or the company that has published this page on the internet is being featured here. And they're going to get a ton more traffic and action engagement to their link and to this webpage than the rest of the results will below. Now, if you're not on the first or second page in the search results, then you need to improve your, your ranking, right? It, people very rarely, I don't know what the stats are offhand. People very rarely go on to pages three, four, and five in Google, anything beyond that, you're essentially irrelevant. So you really want to make sure you're showing up on pages one to two. And if you can, you should be aiming to get the answer box with every piece of content that you publish online. The best way to do this is yes, through SEO, but it is also as kind of a blanket statement by creating the single best piece of digital content on the entire web on a given topic, right? So I'm gonna click on this and we'll see what it looks like. The way to hit the answer box and to get on page one of the Google search results is to aim to create the best digital asset on the internet for your given topic. That shows Google that you are providing overwhelming knowledge, overwhelming information, and that it should show you to searchers, right? Now we're looking right now at this page that has earned the answer box for that particular keyword phrase. And we're seeing what makes this so popular. Now they have a lot of ads popping up. I don't like that. Ads are actually disruptive and they make for a, you know, a fragmented, uh, very friction filled uh, customer experience or reader experience here. And to be honest with you guys, this page is, is not very good. There's a couple of paragraphs and that just shows you the opportunity though, especially when it comes to long-term key phrases there's such an opportunity that's there to come in and own those very specific search terms that people might be putting in. There's literally two paragraphs here and this page has somehow earned 
the answer box, all right? It's usnews.com. So a pretty established brand and website, but you know, by no means something that you couldn't do, right? Uh, then you have the questions, right? So we're back on the, the search results page, number one, where it says people also ask. These are similar queries that people are putting into Google that they're asking around this topic. When you click down and expand one of those, you typically will find a listicle where it's like one to five or one to seven ways that people are achieving this or fixing this or doing this thing, whatever the question is that you've asked. And then you will also see a little link that says more items and a link to that particular website, okay? It's not that hard to get featured. And then the people also ask section and it's not that hard to get featured on the first page of the Google search results if you put in time to creating valuable multimedia question answering content, okay? So there are a couple of things you can do to enhance the probability that you will be able to do that. And it all goes back to SEO, right? You wanna get the fundamentals right. The low hanging fruit is something that you cannot afford to miss and to get wrong. Listen guys, we're fighting back against the system, so to speak, but we're up against these algorithms that are scouring the World Wide Web for information and for search results that will satisfy users' needs based on their questions, all right? We need to make sure we're hitting that low hanging fruit. This means filling out the feature image, right? Adding a, a quality feature image to your blog posts, for example, filling out the meta description to give readers a cue as to what they're gonna be getting when they visit your posts. Uh, adding in keywords, adding in those key phrases is huge. So that the spider, the AI spider that's crawling the algorithm can pick up what you're, what you're writing about. So that when people search for those topical phrases, you will be popping up, all right? The more, the more images that you can add in your posts, amazing. If you can add stats, if you can add links back to other high domain pages, that's gonna help you a lot in the search results, all right? Uh, if you can get other people to link to your content by sharing it with them, sending your articles that are overwhelmingly valuable, not just valuable, valuable but that are incredibly insightful and informative and helpful, other people will want to link to you. That's gonna help what's called your page authority which is a rank one to 100 in how valuable Google deems a given web page or article on the internet, okay? Now, website authority is the same thing. That's the overall rating that Google gives to your website, one to 100 on how, uh, how much cloud, how valuable, how informative, and how helpful a given website is. That takes time to build. But you start with building out the individual pages on your website in a way that is clean, easy to consume, right? Easy, you know, consumer experience. You're answering questions and you're providing value, all right? Hey, this is Michael. I'm popping in for 20 seconds here to challenge you to take the next step in your growth journey. I've helped over 40 business owners amplify their operation inside of my immersive one-on-one, -on -one, which is unlike any other coaching program out there. We'll be getting hands-on, doing content planning, script writing, ads optimization, customer mapping, and a lot more. So if it makes sense to chat, the link to schedule your call is in the description. All right, back to the show. I'm just going to go through a quick, you know, there's so much to SEO. This is its own thing. This is not an SEO course. Um, but there are quick, a few quick keywords that you do want to be familiar with, right? And I'm going to run through those here quickly. They all tie back to SEO. Embeds and shares. You can embed your Instagram posts in your blog post, for example, to add flavor and to add an element of differentiation and credibility. That's going to help your SEO. Reposts. If you can get other websites to ping you or to repost your content or to share your content in their story, for example, with a swipe up link, all right, that's going to help your your SEO and your credibility because the, the algorithms are all connected, right? Google, Facebook, Instagram, 
um, you know, WhatsApp, like the, the, they're all connected. So when people are sharing links to your pages on any anywhere within this web, it's gonna boost your credibility and therefore help you get found on the net much, much easier, right? And much better. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate that great comment. Thinking of building an internet site. Shoot me a DM, shoot me a DM. I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share. I got way more to share, I wanna share with you. So um, that's awesome. Comments, the more comments you get, the more community building you can cultivate around what you're building, the better. Optimal length, what's the optimal length for a post or for a web page? Well, there is no optimal length. It really depends on you, on your brand, what your goals are and what you're trying to build, all right? Optimal length for blog posts tends to be, tends to be 2000 words. 2000 words is a longer, it's a lengthier post, but what you get there is you get an implication of quality and of value. Short posts that are just a thousand words or that are 800 words, they don't really, there's not an opportunity for them to go into depth. So if you really wanna prove your expertise and prove that you are the go-to premier resource in your niche on a given topic, don't be afraid to publish those longer form blog articles that go beyond 2000 words even to 4,000 words or 7,000 words. Neil Patel, one of my favorite digital marketing entrepreneurs and influencers in this space, posts extensively about this idea of long form content. And I love, I love it because not everyone is willing to create a 7,000 word book and publish it for free as a blog post. But when you do that, something really special and magical happens because you're proving and showing your depth of knowledge and that you're willing to show up for your audience and truly help them okay and that's going to help your page authority that's going to help your credibility that's going to help seo that's where backlinks start coming in and people actually want to link to your post that's where you're going to start getting links on these higher ranking pages and on these high authority pages because they're looking pages are looking people are looking to connect their content to other high ranking and informative content what are you going to be more likely to link to when you're building your brand a short little 300 word you know, four paragraph blog post that someone has, has taken maybe 20 minutes to draft up or to a more lengthy, more in-depth 7,000 word expose into a specific topic where they're diving deep in a way that no one else ever has or could, right? That's the key to social media, being willing to go deeper and do more than anyone else and creating an amazing user experience that is gonna reduce the bounce rate so really keeping people hooked, making sure your user interface is clean and creating a multimedia multimedia experience that invites content binging. That's what it's all about. All right, so as you can see, SEO is really a rabbit hole. Um, I think that's a really good kind of quick, quick cover of, of how SEO works and things that we can do. I'm gonna move on. Um, there's so much more there and uh, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's an absolute gold mine, but it, tapping in and using white hat SEO as, a, as opposed to black hat SEO uh, is, is really the key to, to growing your brand online and getting found within the search engines and social media algorithms. Okay, number three is inviting others to engage. Now, this is really quick. This is absolutely a, you know, uh, um, just like a quick hitter. It's something you should be doing with every single post that you make adding a CTA to your audience to share their insights in the comments, right? You wanna invite community, you wanna invite comments by asking others to share their, their knowledge. And then you simply wanna ask people to share. Like, it's a no brainer, right? This is such a low hanging fruit, yet it's not getting done enough. And I think you would be surprised at what would happen if you just ask, like sometimes we just have to ask, we have to ask for a share. We have to ask for others to, to create, uh, to help spread the word, right? 
And we have to invite that community within our content space. There are a couple engagement CTAs that work well that I love to use and I've listed here. So I'm gonna share those with you guys. You can, in your uh, call to actions on your post, you can include phrases like, comment yes if you agree, or which emoji best describes your first reaction to this post? Drop it in the comments below. Tag someone who needs to see this. Share with someone who needs to see this. Free 15 minute session for every 25th comment on this post. All right, these are just some ideas. Something that does really well, especially in the conscious and the awakening space that I found is in lieu of writing a really long caption, which we're gonna get into uh, here in a few moments, is to write a really short caption. But to add a quick call to action, where you're asking people to tag people or share with others that need to see this. If you're sharing healing information, if you're sharing something related to self-help, self-improvement, something that's really gonna help your posts take off is just including a really quick call to action, like tag someone who needs to see this. Share this with the one person who has touched your life more than anyone. Let them know you care about them. Things like that, that, that help people help people and that make people feel good are definitely poised to, to do really well when it comes to sharing and uh, garnering engagement on your posts, guys. All right, let's move on. Number four, cater to the algorithm. Now, for those of you viewing this within the course online, you will also get access to a an exclusive podcast episode where I'm going to go into detail and just a crazy level of depth of how the, the algorithms work and what they're looking for specifically. But we've already alluded to it during this module. And I'll point it out again because it's so important to understand how the algorithms work. What they're looking for is what I call the four S's. Now, this is Instagram specifically because this is my area of expertise. And I think anybody, any content creator who's getting started, you definitely want to be on Instagram. It doesn't need to be your main channel by any means, but um, focusing on, on Instagram is, is the easiest and quickest way to have access to the largest audience, right? I'll put it that way. Now, what the Instagram algorithm looks for and loves is story shares, sends, saves, and social, which is engagement, comments, and likes. Post the get, shares, sends, saves, and social engagement will always be rewarded with higher placement in others' feed. So you wanna create content that caters to these needs. Ask people to share, make content so good that it gets sent from person to person. Create value-based knowledge that people say, I wanna come back to this. This is really good stuff. I haven't seen this anywhere. Let me save this so that I can come back to it. And people can add your content to saved buckets like they would on Pinterest on Instagram as well. And then social, cultivate community, get engagement, ask people to comment and to throw you a like if something resonates, right? But let's go a level deeper. What else do social algorithms want to see? Now, I cannot prove this. I do not have a source, nor can I cite what I'm about to share, but tapping in intuitively to the way that the algorithm works and how it's helped me in building the New Earth Knowledge brand is catering to the following, okay? I believe the algorithms want to see positive sentiment in comments on your post. And I almost hate to say this, I think they like to see, I don't wanna say negative sentiment, but they like to see people having a conversation. A lot of people will go at it in the comment section. Maybe not so much on Instagram, but definitely in places like YouTube, Reddit, you get people that are, that they have, you know, opposing views. That's actually fine. And that's a good thing. So long as people are remaining respectful and, and kind, 
Um, creating a space where people can share their views is definitely going to benefit you in terms of what the algorithm is looking for because you're amassing comments. Like every time I get a hate comment and I get it on, on almost every post now, right? In, on the new earth knowledge platform. I'm like, cool. Like this, no publicity is bad publicity. If people are, are throwing me under the bus or trying to say like, I don't know what I'm talking about, or you just lost credibility because of what you just shared in this post, like they're entitled to their opinion. And the only thing I won't tolerate is when people are acting disrespectful toward other people or when they're, they, people start dropping, dropping the F-bomb or cursing at other um, commenters. That's something I that won't be tolerated in that space. And I strongly recommend that you don't tolerate that either because you want to maintain a certain frequency in your brain too. You want you want to maintain a frequency of love and you want, you want there to be a certain vibration of your brand that, that is really around knowledge, wisdom, and healing, no matter what you do or who you are. Uh, so yeah, that's the only thing I won't tolerate, but if I can get people having a discussion, if I can get a diversity of viewpoints, that's something I'm definitely aiming for with every single post because I know the algorithm loves it. All right. What other actions on content do people or do the algorithms want to see? I believe the algorithms like to see if people are zooming in on posts. Did you guys ever think about this? Think about in the feed when people are going, you know, going down looking through posts, logging on to Instagram, when people zoom in, that's an indicator to the algorithm that they're extra interested in, in diving into whatever it is on that post that they're trying to get a closer look at. All right. So zooming in, screenshotting. Do you think your smart, smartphones cannot see when we screenshot things? No, they absolutely can. If you're zooming in, if you're screenshotting, if you're pausing in stream on a post to take a deeper look, if you're seeing who else is tagged on a post and you're tapping on the post, that those are cues those are signals to the algorithm that that particular post is worthy of being shown at a greater frequency within the feed now these are things that people don't think about this is this is the stuff that i think about this is the stuff that i'm testing and and and, and constantly um, trying to cater my content towards right and then the other thing is what i mentioned a minute ago using white hat seo and growth methods so you do not want to be paying for spam followers or fake profile likes on your posts I am guilty of having done this in the past on both my personal account and I almost hate to say it on the New Earth Knowledge brand. Uh, I think I ran one paid promo at one point early in the evolution of the brand because I wanted to see what kind of results came from that. And I sought out an agency that told me they would be able to deliver on real followers and I had a specific goal. I wanted like-minded spiritual followers that would be interested in connecting with me uh, to learn more and to potentially come into my businesses. It ended up that I ended up getting the followers, but I never truly saw the uh, the yield. I never truly saw a return in a way that was quantifiable from that effort, right? So in general, the algorithms will notice, Instagram will notice if you are paying for followers and if you're paying for likes, and that is going to demote you in the rankings and in the algorithms. That's just the way that it is, guys. Now, you see a lot of these celebrities and influencers with 300,000 or 500,000 or millions and millions of followers, and they they have paid for a good portion of those. Unless you're like a, a an A or B list celebrity, um, people that have that many followers, they're, they're running paid campaigns and they're getting fake followers on their page. Uh, they're getting fake likes there you know you can tell when you do that you open yourself just to a cesspool of spam you're gonna start getting dms from fake bots um you're gonna start getting bots following you you're gonna get you know these sex bots that are gonna start commenting and liking and following your page and sending you dms that's not a space that we want to be in and unfortunately there's no good way to get that to just go away once it starts and by paying for followers and by paying for likes uh you are opening that door so just be aware of that before you buy 
followers that 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 is not something that the algorithm is going to like to see and it, if it notices that you're doing it in uh, succession like if you're running paid campaign after paid campaign after paid campaign it's not going to behoove you at least um within the realm of conscious creatorship um and helping you to maintain the right energy and building because it's not about size it's not about followership um, from a from a higher dimensional perspective, it's really just about helping the people that we are of a frequency to help. Okay. Okay. Number five: give, 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 share, 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 then ask. Now, not everyone will always repost or align or share or like or comment on what you are creating. That's perfectly okay. We're not setting out to be liked by everybody. We're setting out to be felt and to be understood by a core few who clamor around what we're creating as our tribe. You are infinitely better. I was just talking with, the, with a client about this the other day. You are infinitely better focusing on your core group of 100 loyal, intense, loving followers than you are trying to convince or persuade 1000 who aren't aligned with your brand to come and follow you and to listen to what you have to say okay because the 100 those are going to be your advocates for life those are going to be the people that stand up for you that defend what you're creating that share it and that are are in it as much as you are right so those are your those are your key followers those are your key uh, uh brand advocates soon with those people you won't even have to ask them to do anything They'll just do it because of what you're creating, the relationships that you've built and the connections that you've cultivated. Now, I've taken time to get to know as many people as I can within the space and just get to know these people, get to know their process, their creational habits, uh, their high performance and their success mindset. I've made friends with people who have more followers than I do and who have built a bigger platform than I do because I want to get to their level. Like I'm looking to these people as mentors. Ashwani at The Abundant Soul and Pratik at The Awakening Light, for example, are two people who I look up to in the space. I share their stuff. I'm connecting with them every couple of weeks to check in and, and share posts, if not ask what's going on in their world, because I wanna know how they're thinking. I wanna know the next steps that they're making. I wanna be in their sphere of influence when it comes time for those moves to be made. This is really what it's about when it comes to growing, growing your brand, right? And, and uh, it's about connections. It's really about relationships and uh, uh, getting help. Because if you set out to do it alone, you're a one-man team. There's only so much you can do. You need, you need those alliances, especially within the, the conscious space of people that feel what you're doing and that, that are on board with your vision that can help to propel you forward. And creating these strategic partnerships uh, on Instagram, on whatever your, your platform is, of people that can help you and promote your stuff is so, so, so crucial to getting the growth that you want. All right. It's all about what you know and who you know. It's about those relationships, right? And the coolest part is it'll happen naturally. Like if you show up authentically and with a genuine energy to share content and uh, to create love, you know, it'll 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 just happen naturally. Okay, number six, cross promote across all channels. Now, when it comes to a dedicated content marketing strategy. The biggest mistake that a lot of people make is they start off with two, three, four, five different content platforms all at once. I will admit I did this. Like when I started the New Earth Knowledge brand, I created the Instagram platform in tandem with a website slash blog. And I created a podcast shortly thereafter because I couldn't help myself, right? That's just, uh, that's me. I want to jump in. I want to go all in and I want to dedicate myself to a vision that only I and the universe can see. And that's what I felt intuitively what that I needed to do to skyrocket this in the way I wanted to. 
Now, I probably honestly would have had more success if I would have just buckled down on Instagram for three to six months and then uh, diversified into different avenues of my content portfolio. But the, really the best way to start is to, to just start with one, right? Pick your content platform of choice, start there, and then build and diversify over time. So as of right now, I'm working with, uh, I've refined my strategy for, for New Earth Knowledge. I'm working with an Instagram page as my number one content platform. That's kind of the core, right? And you want to visualize this. You want to see your, your brand. You want to visualize how it's going to all work together like a machine. It's, it's your apparatus that you're building. I've got my Instagram page sort of in the middle. Then I've got my website, you know, over here. I've got a blog over here. I did have a podcast over here. I recently made the decision to discontinue my podcast because of the time and the uh, energy that I was putting into it versus the results and return that I was seeing from it, which I wasn't seeing much at all. And I am in the process now of reallocating my time, money, and energy based on uh, an evolving direction and an evolving strategy of where my life and my awakening is going. Uh, but that's just, th those are the different prongs of the strategy, right? So tools like Linktree and link other link sharing tools allow you to really easily feature all of the important links um, to your various content platforms, services, you know, course, whatever it is in your profile, use those. Um, you want to think of your brand as like a carousel. Think of it as like a, a, a merry-go-round, right? And you want people to be getting on that merry-go-round and going around and not getting off. You want them to be able to binge on your page, on your brand, on your content, and you want to share. You want to send them from one content platform to another. So on Instagram, you want to promote your podcast. On your podcast, you want to promote your blog. On your blog, you want to embed links back from your Instagram. You want to use call to actions across all of your different platforms and pages to connect and create a mini ecosystem of value within the umbrella of whatever it is that you've created and really give people that opportunity to dig into your brand however they wish. If they want to listen, are you showing up in a way that they can listen? If they want to read, are you giving them text or, or copy that, that they can read and, and dive into like a blog? If, the, if they're more visual and they want to see pictures, Instagram is the place to do that or you know Pinterest or whatever the case is for you, however you feel guided to build, right? So it's all about cross-promoting no matter where you are, really understanding where your followers like to engage with you and then where aligns with your strategy based on your longer term goals. All right, and number seven, all right? Plain and simply, go above and beyond. Go above and beyond. What can you do that no one else is willing to do? What can you do that no one else can do? How can you create value and trust with your followers that shows them, that makes their jaws drop? How can you make people say, oh my God, this person's actually, this person actually cares about me. Like this person is really going out of their way to care. Something that I tried to do and I've tried to do since I started building is not just to respond to every comment or to every DM that I get, but to respond quickly within 24 hours to be willing to share insight with people. I try to send links if people ask for links. I try to share knowledge if I have access to it. I try to send personalized voice and video notes to people to just connect with them and show them that I truly care, right? There's so much to be said for personalized video messages whenever possible. And adding the recipient's name, like it, typing in their name when you send them a personalized video message goes so far and it creates such an impression on people that is memorable, right? And creates so much love and trust among your audience that is irreplaceable. And I promise you, other accounts aren't doing this. Other people aren't doing this. Other people are too busy. They're not willing to take that time. They're not willing to create one-on-one -on -one relationships. That's where you can be different. And that's where your opportunity is to divert from what the masses are doing. When you take time to get to know people one-on-one -on -one, and when you're willing to share knowledge with people in a very intimate format, like a voice note or a video note in DM, 
you break through the clutter and you show them that you're for real. Like you're you're showing them that you are a person and you're you're able to connect with them in a way that goes beyond, you know, text hiding behind your phone like so many people do. All right. Something else that I love to do is I like to use graphics to spice up my story shares. If you've been following the page for a while, you know I like to add like artsy graphics and you know words and an element of multimedia to my stories when I share things on my story. That's just going to call out what you're creating. It's going to add um, it's going to add a little bit of flavor and it's going to add a little element of it's, it's going to be like a wow factor. So when people are looking through stories, you want to create something that's going to pop and that's going to compel them to click on your post and learn more stories are an excellent way to promote and call out your hard earned uh, or the content that you're working hard on and to help you get some hard earned um, attention to that content. Another trick that I like to use is using Canva to create custom templates, graphics and formats uh, based on the content type that I am sharing or promoting. So for example, if I've created a new YouTube video, for example, I might take a snippet of that, hop onto Canva, use a TV graphic and create a story share where I'm promoting that snippet of my YouTube video, where most people might just screen record a snippet and share it to their story as is with maybe a swipe up link or something. You want to go a step beyond that and you want to create something cool, something different, something that calls out attention to your content, guys. Okay. And with that, I, that wraps up this lesson. So those are seven ways to really skyrocket your brand, um, to take your brand to the stratosphere in a relatively short amount of time. Again, a content marketing approach is going to take anywhere from probably six to 12 months at the minimum to start working. If you go in, you know, all hands on deck, you're posting consistently, you're really aiming to create high quality original content, you will start seeing results in as little as two to three months but you really gotta be willing to invest and give it those, those 12 months before you're gonna start to see the impact that you're here to create. And before you start to truly, truly scale the growth and build those relationships that are gonna carry you onto that next level, which is all about uh, creating a business from your brand and then monetizing. And that is what we'll be getting into in module four, guys. So thanks for joining. Hey guys, if you found value in this episode, it would mean the world to me if you share it with a friend and on social media and be sure to tag me so that I can repost and please rate and review as everything helps so that I can get this knowledge to as many people as humanly possible. All right, I'll see you in the next episode.
That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My book, Content Capitalist, is on sale now. Grab your copy by visiting my website or tapping the link in the episode description. I also just released the online learning portal, which expands on what I shared in the book. This includes four hours of edited, captioned video tutorials and trainings, plus dozens of downloadables and templates. Between the book and the e-academy, you're going to be equipped to literally blow your revenue targets out of the water and eviscerate your competition this year, all by putting content at the core. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, comment, and share all the things. And hit me up on LinkedIn if you'd like to connect. I am here to serve you. And that's it. I will see you in the next episode.